listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I hope you're doing really well. The weather's starting to cool off just a tiny bit. We're at the end of the heat of the summer, and fall is just around the corner. Would you believe it? We are talking today about long-term vision. Our, it feels like everything has been right in front of our faces for the last several weeks, and we've all been very distracted by being reactive And we need to get our eyes off of what's right in front of us so that we can see where we're going and make a good long-term plan. And so as I thought about who we might talk with today about making a long-term plan, I thought of my good friend, Jenny Carter, down in Georgia. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, Chuck. I'm great. How are you? Good. Are you? How are you doing down there? You know, we're hanging in there just like everybody else, figuring out how to make this work and make the most of it. So yeah, doing well. We had the opportunity to be together a couple months back. Maybe it's longer than that now. I can't even tell. At Jekyll Island in Georgia. And so listeners, if you ever have the chance to go to Jekyll Island for any reason at all, you need to go. It's yes. Jenny, what do you know about that location? It's his, it's a state park, but it's historical. It's, it's historical. Beautiful. It's beautiful. There's beautiful Driftwood Beach. It's it's just a beautiful place, kind of secluded. And that's what a lot of us like that. I mean, at times in the summer, it's real crowded. But for the most part, every other time of year, it's just a beautiful beach, beautiful area. Yes, we, and we you love it and, there. And other Georgia Baptist kids leaders tend to congregate there once in a while for a conference? Yes, we do. We're getting ready to congregate there next February. So, and we were like, we're going to go with this. The the room, you remember the room where we met, it was large enough. We're like, we can socially distance oh, yes. in that room. And sure you can. So, yes, we're making plans right now for next February. Yes. Shelly wow. Melia will be with us next year. So Fantastic. Oh, that'll yes. be great. That'll be yes. great. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed my time and highly recommend Jekyll Island to anybody yes. who's looking for a place to go. Yeah. And they're going to so, love that plug. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah. You can make checks payable to the Kids Ministry yes. 101 podcast. Yes. Thank you, Jekyll Island. Oh boy. So Jenny, we're, we want to talk today about, about vision. Uh, I know that's something that is, is, is uh, a passion of yours. You're about looking ahead and having a strong plan. And I feel like we've been in a place where maybe a lot of us, maybe we believe in that or have that as a value, but we've kind of been knocked off of some of those plans. Do you yes. think that that's something that people can relate to? Yes, very much. I feel like it's something that um, everyone can relate to. And, you know, I wish early in my ministry that someone had said, you need a vision. You know, you need to look and see where you want to be, not just, you know, next week or next year. Um, figure out, you know, what it is that you want for the children in your ministry. Um, I remember, because uh, I've been in ministry, we won't talk about exactly how many <laughs> years, but I remember those first few years uh, feeling like, okay, I've got to put a lot of things on the calendar. I've got to uh, make sure we're learning things, and, but but no true vision. And so as um, people would come in, oh, we should do this, or we should do that. I would just jump, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a, I like that idea. Let's go with that. And so for a few years, that's kind of what I did, but I very much felt like, okay, I'm just kind of floundering here because I'm Mm. going with different people's whims and, you know, whatever seemed like the the cool thing to do at the time, maybe. And um, really, God really kind of hit me over the head and said, you need to figure out, you know, what what your vision for ministry is with these children. And the way I thought about it was I thought, okay, if this 
young family comes in and they've had a baby and, and they're now a part of our church, what do I want this child to be, to do, to know before they move on to what we call then the youth ministry? Now we call it student ministry. And so that began to drive. It's once I came up with our vision, that drove everything else that we did. Um, I came up with the vision. I worked with the staff. You know, I think it's very important. The, the vision for children's ministry needs to match the vision for the overall church. So yes. we as a, a staff sat down together and we came up with that vision together. And then that drove everything. That drove the calendar. That drove our budget. That drove our choices and curriculum and our programming. It drove everything that we did. So, yes, having a vision is very important. So that sounds a little bit like, you know, the phrase we've all heard from the seven habits of highly effective people is begin with the end in mind. That yes. You said, what do I want them to be, know, do by yes. the time they leave for youth ministry? But you may be starting with an infant. Mm-hmm. So for, for some of us, so I think everybody would agree, yes, that's a wonderful thing to aspire to, that sort of a vision. But I feel like a lot of us are maybe stuck in, in the week to week. And, and having a hard time seeing a 12-year plan, potentially, or a nine-year plan, or a six-year plan, even a three-year plan. Um, for some of us, knowing what to do this year has been a huge challenge. So how do we get ourselves out of that treadmill of just surviving week to week? Or And you mentioned reacting. Uh, you know, whenever a new idea comes at you, oh, that's good. We can chase that rabbit which may or may not be lined up with our big picture goal. So how do we get ourselves out of just the survival mode and get our eyes high enough to even see where we want to go? Hopefully we've already have this vision. And so for some of us now, like you said, this has been such a crazy time these last few months. So for some people it's go back and revisit that vision. And, Mm. and, and while our programming may look different at this point in time, that our programming looks different because we've had to learn virtual. You know, how, how do we do ministry virtually? And so it looks different, but the vision hasn't changed. The vision yes. hasn't changed that we're still ministering. We're still building relationships with families uh, so that we can help them build their relationship with Christ. So the vision hasn't changed. You know, the programming in some ways looks different, but it shouldn't ever really change. So still sticking with that vision, but how do we, uh, and even from year to year, some programming may change, but the vision stays the same. So remembering that, going back to that, but for those that maybe have never said, oh, well, yeah, I- I'm still in that mode of, just choosing a different activity, then for you, it it could be sitting down and thinking out, going back to that end in mind and thinking Mm. about that so that you can uh, move forward with, like you said, getting off this treadmill of just doing activities for the sake of doing activities. So I, I think of, you know, in terms of weather, I was listening to something yesterday that reminded me of this concept is, you know, when you look at the weather report, we often look at the, the temperature, we all kind of feel the temperature of the situation. But one of the things that's on there is visibility. You know, there's one mile of visibility or there's 200 feet of visibility. So I, I feel like that whole notion of us just looking farther is a discipline that 
maybe we need to put more energy back into. Yes. Yes. Looking farther and, and helping, um, all the leaders and that are working in children's ministry, helping them understand our vision and help us to, you know, so if, if I'm doing a, um, I, I'm over all children's ministry, probably a lot of the people that are listening today are, but then you've got, uh, your small group leaders, you've got leaders that help you on Wednesday evenings or at different times, making sure that they are aware of that vision mm-hmm. and that you're still working together. You, you have a Zoom meeting and with them and say, hey, y'all, let, let's don't, don't forget uh, what our purpose is, what's our vision, and let, how can we move forward with that and looking ahead? Yeah, so great point. It's not enough just for you as the leader to know what the purpose is. That's we right. need to communicate that purpose to everyone that's involved. Because like, as you said, if the, the programming may change, and we may not have a lot of control over some of those things. If we can't meet, we have to find another way. But the purpose remains the same. So t- talk with me a little bit about, about finding that purpose. What are some of the, so you talked about some of the things you want kids to see, no do. Can you share a couple examples of that? And is that just as a sixth grader leaving to go to middle school or do we have those different steps along the way? That's we a have, loaded setup for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that we could talk another, you know, two hours about this, but no, it, it starts from birth. It starts, um, for one thing, um, parents should be the spiritual leaders for their children. Mm-hmm. And so even starting with your infants, um, while we are teaching them at church, we're also working to start planting those seeds in those parents' lives to help them understand their role. Um, so many times parents understand, okay, my child should be saying this many words at this point in time, and by a year old, they should be walking. But do you help your parents understand what the kids need to know spiritually? Um, you know, plug for levels of biblical learning, you know, mm-hmm. helping them, you know, get that resource, put that in their hands. Parent baby dedication, I've remember back in the day when parent baby dedication was simply um, parading the children around in their cute little outfits and showing the pictures of them, but make that more of a, it's a, an event for parents to help them. under. That's the first time maybe that for some of them, they're realizing their role is a spiritual leader. So starting very young uh, there and then moving through um, the preschool years and uh, then it's first graders, um, giving them their Bible is a great spiritual milestone for first graders, giving them their Bible. But there again, training the teach the parents to help them understand uh, the importance of reading their Bible every day, of those kids seeing their parents read that Bible every day. And then um, as you know, having new Christian classes, having parents be a part of that. Um, I, I was huge on, uh, or still am huge on making sure parents understand their role. Uh, that was a real part of our vision, as well as building relationships. And so that's just a part of week to week to week, you know, your your day to day things. Um, so building that in, not just starting. You know, not it. You don't just all of a sudden with sixth graders go. Oh, now let's build the relationships and help right, them. That right. starts from birth. So well, yes. and all those things that you're talking about aren't things that you just do because you're supposed to do those things. You That's do right. them because they line up, like like sights on a rifle. Right? You have they have to line up 
to aim towards where you're heading. Exactly. And those little checkpoints along the way let you know that you're going the right direction. That's yes. fantastic. Yes, um, yes. And now I will add this too. I think um, early on in my ministry, I, I saw that, okay, children's ministry, this is this. And so these are my goals. This is my vision for children's ministry. Um I, I also very much believe in um, children's leaders working with the student leaders, with the youth leaders, mm. so that that vision is the same. And it's just a seamless theme as they go from preschool to children to youth or to student ministry. It's just very seamless. So not just what do I want that sixth grader to be, to know, to do, but what do we want them when they graduate high school? So it's seamless mm. all the way through. Yeah, because we know statistically that after high school, there's a large percentage of kids who walk away from the church. That's Some right. walk away from their faith for many years. A few come back, but not all. And so we if that's part of defining our goal. Let's talk a little bit about, about what kind of goals we might aspire to, Jenny. So, you know, uh, there are, uh, and again, if we don't give thought to this, we may inadvertently be pursuing a wrong goal. Yes. And so I would suggest one of those wrong goals might be to train up kids that are well-behaved. Just good kids, nice kids who mm -hmm. do the right thing and know the right answer. How is, help us frame what might be a more appropriate goal for us in our ministries. Yes. Uh, rather than wanting kids to behave, we want to change their heart. Heart transformation. Mm. I know at Lifeway we talk a lot about that. Heart transformation yeah. because when you change the heart, you've changed the child to help them to understand that we don't behave just because we don't want to get caught. Okay. Because right, right. that's a lot of what kids are, are thinking. Um, but if it's because this is how God wants me to behave, you know, it's, it's much, it, it, it will last them for many, many years. Uh, I mean, another thing, I see so many churches um, that look at, okay, I want church to be a fun place, okay? Right. All right, well, we do, okay? If yes. it's not fun, they're not going to come back. But I don't know that that would be in my goals. You know, it would be part of, yeah. okay, this is a great thing we want to do, but now let's make it fun. It's not yeah. the goal doesn't need to be the first thing. So sometimes... Because of that, we end up being um, entertaining. You know, mm. it's more of an entertainment thing. And um, entertainment shouldn't be our top priority when it comes to children's ministry. So there are two that maybe, you know, we we want to incorporate those, but they're not, mm. that's not the end goal. But more also thinking about discipling our kids. How do we disciple them? How do we understand, help them to understand spiritual disciplines? Uh, mm. So we disciple them by helping them learn Bible skills so that they're very familiar with their Bible, um, you know, so that uh, as they go on into a student ministry and then go on, they understand the importance of Bible. Bible reading, it's become an integral part of their life. And so for them, as they go off to college, having that quiet time um, mm. is not just because uh, they've been told, but it's become part of their life. They understand how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get a little practical with some action steps that we might take. Okay. So first of all, you said it, many of us may already have this. We may already have a really good idea of what our long-term ultimate goal of heart change is. And so your advice to those people who may have been distracted by stuff would be what? 
would be, yes, just go back and revisit that and say, okay, how am I doing? Am I still doing this virtually? We don't know how much longer, um, while restrictions are being left, are being lifted and some um, churches are able to meet back in person, at least here in Georgia, and some of them have even started back children's ministries. However, not all families are ready just because, yeah. you know, we've decided to open up. And so we've got to be ready to continue um looking at our goals and saying, okay, yes, some kids are coming back. And so we're able to continue, go back to the way we used to do things there if we were doing it well. But how is it, uh, are we still helping those families that aren't ready to come back? Are we still, let's go back and revisit that, that our vision and how are we doing? Are we still uh, doing that well virtually? So stick to your why, yes. know your purpose and stick to it and figure out how to get it done no matter what, right? Exactly. So what about those who have been living in a more short-term cadence of, I've got to get through this week, get through this month, get through this season. <laughs> What's your encouragement to them? Where might we begin? So if I'm lacking that really clear long-term, mm-hmm. do I start with a piece of paper and a pencil and make a list? And What's your recommendation? Where do I begin? Yes. Well, with a lot of prayer, um, yes. praying because God will show, you know, your, your vision statement's not going to look like the one from the church down the street. So don't and compare. That's right. That's right. Yeah, don't compare. Exactly anyway. That's right. Don't compare your, what you're doing with someone else. God's going to show you, uh, but also uh, meet with church staff, um, you know, make sure that it lines up with uh, the rest of the church and meet with some key leaders, hmm. um, you know, learn from one another. Another, um, you know, we we know that uh, we we should never. A, a piece of advice I give all new children's ministers is you you can't do this alone. Okay, children's ministry can't be done alone. So meet with key leaders and uh, and start just yeah. Like we said, think with the end in mind mm-hmm. and then work back, but work together to, to cut. And then, you know, you may come up with this huge document, <laughs> you know, yeah, with yeah. so many things. But then from there, we start, okay, wait a minute. Are, are we repeating ourselves or how mm-hmm. can we make this more of a concise statement? Yeah. I, I, I love that idea of collaborating with others, you know, because anything in isolation is really not wise. So, but, but I I love the simple construct that you mentioned right from the beginning. What do I want kids to be, know, do? And that could be a great place to make three columns on a piece of paper and, and, and start to write things out. Even ask your other leaders, how would they fill in those blanks Mm -hmm. and compare notes? And if we can start to think about what is it we really want our kids to be? When they, when they leave our ministry, when our time, the influence is done and our time goes so fast, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. It seems like it's, uh, they say with parenting, you know, the, the days are long, but the years fly by and it's the same in ministry with kids. Yes. Yes, it is. So, but I love that construct, be no do and start to think about it. And then we can look at all the different activities and different programs and different things that we do to see if they help us accomplish those, those, um, characteristics in the life of a child. And of course, so much of it is built on, not on program, but on relationship. Yes. Yes. Just building on that constantly. And, you know, sometimes as, 
as you start crafting this vision statement, you look at things that you're doing and, you know, you may say, you know, this, this program really doesn't line up with, uh, what our vision statement says. And so, you know, you, you kind of have to, uh, throw some things out and start some new things. So, yeah. yeah. I like to talk about it as having a target and a filter. We know what we're aiming for so that we know what not to chase. Yes. I love it. Yes. Jenny Carter, thank you so much, friend. It's good to talk with you. It's good to see your face on Zoom. And so thank you for sharing your heart with us today. Thank you, Chuck. It's an honor to be here. I've enjoyed it. Listeners, I want to point you to two new resources that the Lifeway Kids team has put together. One of them is a new ebook. It's called 10 Attributes of an Unshakable Kids Ministry. By the way, having a long-term vision is one of those 10 attributes so that when difficult times come, we aren't shaken. We don't lose our our confidence because we know we have a long-term plan and the details can be changed, but the long-term plan, the purpose is what it is. So Jenny, thank you for helping us double click on that one. But I want to direct you listeners to get that free ebook. Just go to lifeway.com slash 10 attributes lifeway.com slash the numeral one zero attributes. And you'll find that free ebook that you can download. It's a great thing to share with your leaders and to talk about with your team as a starting point for conversation. And so the whole idea is to outline for you uh, these characteristics to identify them so that you can evaluate yourself and say, hey, we're doing really well in these six or seven, but maybe there's three or four that we need to work on. And so look for that free, uh, free ebook 10 Attributes of an Unshakable Kids Ministry. And then I also want to direct you all to a brand new webpage that is just live right now and it's in process. So we may be sending you to a place that's not completely done yet. It's it's uh, under construction, but we have a brand new webpage that is um, lifeway.com slash kids ministry from anywhere. It's a long URL But Kids Ministry From Anywhere is our new collection, a place of gathering together a whole bunch of resources, including the 10 Attributes ebook, uh, that we have put together to help you. And so it's a gift from our LifeWay Kids team. But on that webpage, you'll find a video that introduces the idea and, and challenges us to the thought that we need to not let our ministries be deterred or deferred because of the crisis that we're facing right now. We need to find new ways to reach kids in their mailbox, in their inbox, or online if we can't be with them in person. And so you can find more information and a ton of resources, including training videos and eBooks and all kinds of great stuff at lifeway.com slash kids ministry from anywhere. Check that out. And we hope to see you back again soon on another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.